How does that feel for you? And that your daughters know? Well, I felt they always did know. You felt they always did know? Mm-hmm. And didn't speak it because? They didn't know no better. They wasn't told, they wasn't told no different. Missy Vaughn has acknowledged that her story about you was not true. You don't have to forgive her. You don't have to. Okay? You don't have to. And I won't. If that's not what you want to do. And I won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another clip from Ianla. Fixed my life. Okay? Ianla has been giving me my full life. So I feel like these past few episodes that she's aired have been intense very intense mm-hmm. i'm on the edge of my damn seat okay i don't know about okay. y'all I but it. i'm like i what? love it i love it so much and then <laughs> i found a gem today it was kind of slow at work so i watched the and uh-huh. she has like these online youtube or she used to have like these mini chats or whatever and they're pretty good they're pretty okay. good. Okay. She be out here giving advice. What she be talking about? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ask Abby. Ask Yama. <laughs> okay. So good. That's what's up. But hey, guys. What's Welcome up, to everybody. Hey, another episode of the Hung Up Podcast where you may not want to forgive. <laughs> Relevant. <laughs> where you don't have to if okay. you don't want. If you don't want to. <laughs> and we'll never hang up on you because Either way. of it. Okay. Yeah. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Yes, you may have lost forgiveness, but find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash HungUpPod. Yeah, and send your love, your feedback on our episodes, your check-ins, all that good stuff to HungUpPod at gmail.com. Yes, and thank you guys so much for your ratings and reviews. Keep them coming on SoundCloud, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere where you can find a man who won't forgive people who did you wrong. Okay? Because that's a ride or die. Okay? Okay. So do we have any listener feedback? Yes, we do. Our homeboy EJ, thanks for checking in. He enjoyed our last episode, um, The Point of Apology, Mm -hmm. which was a great episode. He commented and said, this was an awesome topic as usual. Y'all come in with the thought-provoking discussions that seem to hit home always. So thank you, EJ. Yeah, thanks. Glad we could provoke your thoughts. (laughs) And I really wanted to read that because I'm definitely interested in uh, part two. You said there was going to be a part two to that conversation last week. So you got EJ and I on the edge of our seats. Oh, I'm on the edge of mine. (laughs) I'm on the edge of my seat. (laughs) Gaga. Yes. Do you you have any? I have nothing. Okay. In the words of Whitney. We're just bringing all the stars to the table, aren't we? (laughs) I have nothing. (laughs) Do you have any hung health tip? I have one this week. Okay, tell us what it is. <laughs> so, earlier this week, I like went to um, a concert, and that morning I kind of like woke up, head just congest- congested, mm-hmm. nose all dry, sinuses all fucked up. Mm. I don't know if it was because of the venue like where we were which was like a basement setting I don't know if it was because like people were smoking or you know bad you know 
air system mm-hmm. or whatever was going on. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so I'll just add that I'm glad I made it out alive, and I hope I don't have cancer in like six years. <laughs> Can we not? Yeah, we come against this? it. We come against it. <laughs> okay. I just woke up feeling real dry in my face, and you know. When I was really young, I suffered from allergies. Mm. Sometimes so bad that like my nose would bleed because my you know my nose would be really dry. One day, my doctor just told me to take some blue mm. medicated Blistex that comes yeah. in the little blue tub. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Because <laughs> yellow is for Carmex. <laughs> exactly. So not that one. Yes. Um, but the, the the medicated that comes in the blue. He said to take a little bit of that, put it on my finger, massage the inside of my nose, try to get up in those crevices, like close to, um, closer to where those sinuses are. And I mean, if you guys, and if anybody suffers, you know, from like just dryness in your, in your face and your nose and you're looking for just a remedy, I mean, there's obvious things that you can do, like go to a doctor, (laughs) seek professional help. I know there's a nasal like wash that you can get to like clean out. Um, I know there's like different types of things you can do, um, humidifiers, um, the kind that kind of like blow up into your face. Some of y'all hold your heads over boiling water. Mm-hmm. People do all types of things to kind of just open things up. Yeah. If you're on the go, uh, especially in the winter, I try to have um, some blue Blistex. It really is soothing and cooling if your nose is dry. Um, you put a little bit in there opens you up it really opens you up and yes. gets you ready <laughs> well if you have a little coin too you can go get a nose job I heard that what is it too. if you have a what do they call it a, devi- a, devi- a deviated septum, septum. Mm-hmm. yeah all that pressure well that I mean that's some extreme shit I'm not you know <laughs> Dr. Cole no <laughs> you need to like I said Get go seek yeah go, whoa oh okay sorry <laughs> go seek medical attention thank you sure sure <laughs> but if you're just looking for a quick fix Get some um, and I mean, I would be really surprised. I'm, I'm telling you guys, like, this is something that one of my doctors told me when I was growing up, um, you know, just suffering from allergies, which I had really bad, like I said. And I've been doing this all my life. And it'll be interesting to know if anybody tries it. And, you know, you might like it. Yes. Okay. Some of y'all ain't moisturizing the face to begin with. It's go. cold air and have nothing to do with it. Chapped nose, so go pick you up. Chapped lips. <laughs> some blue blistex and... Give it, a, give it, a, give it a swirl in there. Yes. Not too much. I don't think you need to be breathing in. You know, be careful <laughs> and read up on things, you guys. But that's just something that I do, and it might help somebody else out. Yeah. Reach out and touch somebody's hand. So that is my hung health tip for this week. That was the hung health tip. <laughs> yes. Cool. Cool beans. beans. So what's next? So, I feel like this is going to be like a mashup. Okay. I want to talk... Like mashed potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Continue. So, I wanted to, before we get into part two of our conversation um, that's going to branch off of last week's conversation, mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you if you saw the... Wait, bitch, did we check in? Oh shit! You no, tried it. No, you asked me. <laughs> I said, "What's next?" Oh, you, you didn't say program? nothing about no check-in. You got the program. <laughs> <laughs> 
usually when you say that, that means the topic. I was not thinking about the Well, the how was your week? We have to check in with each other. Mm-hmm. How was your week? <laughs> My week was cool. I... I'll say I had a pretty good weekend. Okay. Just hanging out with um, some folks, some um, that were, you know, here from out of town that I haven't seen in a long time. Yes. Eating some pretty good food. So, like, I went to a few different places this weekend. Where you go? Oh, really? That's what we're doing? Or at least one. Where you go? Well, one was Max Brennan with you, but I can't, you know what? Oh, shit. Yeah, we did hang out. Three stores. Three stores. Because. Three stores? Stars. Oh, I'm sorry. I was like, you went to three get stores? Get with me, get with me. We got to go back and forth. We got to flip back day. and forth. It's been a long day. Rewind, I'm here. Okay, Cold three stars. Me, right? Three stars. Okay, I'm here. So three stars because of the chocolate. Too much, I think, right? Well, yours was soupy as fuck. Yeah, it was a diabetes. It was, it was diabetes <laughs> in a cup. It was a lot of chocolate. Yeah. I feel like to really enjoy yourself, I mean, I guess they had other things, right? Did they have a food? Uh, they, they had, had like, it was a whole bunch, yeah, they had a food menu, but like, you know, I guess you would go there for like the chocolates and sweets, right? But you gotta have like five people for like one dish. <laughs> we had the waffles. Yeah, we had like three types of waffles. What did we get? Um, strawberry. We did have a something. strawberry, like a ha- uh, hazelnut, honey nut. Honey nut, hazelnut. Hazelnut. No, I think it was hazelnut. Hazelnut. And then the confetti? No. The I don't know, it was birthday caramel. cake. There was like caramel popcorn on it. Really? Yeah. I didn't eat any of that one. Yeah, ice cream I did good. eat all the popcorn. You ate all this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> ice Probably before good. you noticed. <laughs> yes. I just felt like it was a cute little spot. It I was, was go again. Okay. But I would have to bring multiple people so that we none of us have like, you know. A sugar coma. Yeah, it's a yeah, lot. Diabetic shock yeah. or whatever. And the hot chocolate was yeah. was decent. Cute. Besides that, I uh, just wanted to say shout out to Hello June Band and my homegirl Sarah, who uh, I used to work with, um, but we're still pretty cool. I went to go see uh, Sarah and her band perform um, this past weekend as well mm-hmm. at this place called Sona Pub. Okay. Uh, tucked Away in Maniac. Mm-hmm. And um, they also had really good food. Um, the crab cake was up. Amazing. Okay. Okay. You know I'm a Maryland boy. You are a Marylander. So you know I saw it when it, whenever I go to a restaurant and I see crab cake on the menu, I'm always like very skeptical. Mm. And so I'm gonna hit the waiter with some questions. <laughs> and she told me she was like, "Believe it or not, this is the only item on the menu that we don't get an employee discount on." So that clued me in to this shit might be really good. So I got it, and oh my god, it was good. Okay. I'm gonna go back. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Just for that. Um, the little group that I was with almost got kicked out while I was eating my crab cake sandwich, um, which was on a different because you where the band was performing, you couldn't eat. It, I, I went with like a, a really a big group of people from my job. Okay. They almost got kicked out because the manager was saying they were too loud. Mm. And I thought that was kind of weird. I'm like, where do you go where it's like a concert? And folks, I guess, and I thought, well, maybe if they're recording, they might be sensitive about loud noises. But I just thought that was kind of like weird. That's weird. Have you ever heard of anything like that? Um, not at a pub, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. And um, that was that was really yeah. I, I had a good time. P Ryan. Mm-hmm. White folks party different when they real drunk. Sure. Absolutely. And I'll just say that I had um, vodka thrown in my face. 
uh, in an effort to give me a drink that I didn't want. Um, and I was also told that because I'm black, I'm invisible. Uh, this is a pretty dark weekend. It was a. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me put some context around that. Like, we were trying to like maneuver through the crowd, and I was trying to be. Uh, not trying to bother people mm-hmm. and bump them or. What do you call it? Obstruct their view. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the response was, "I'm black, and I, no one will notice me. I'm invisible." So, you know, it, it was it was interesting. Folks were interesting. Yeah, um, it's really stressful. Sorry, you had to go through that. I'm, don't be. Oh, okay. Don't be. Sorry. I mean, it's it is something to process, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can't say that it didn't bother me. Yeah. But. I'm not giving it too much power though. Yeah. Because the person that it came from, like, they were like toe up mm-hmm. from the flow up. Mm-hmm. I'm not excusing it. But I'm also just not gonna, like I said, just give it too much power. I'm not gonna be upset about it. Yeah. But it was uncomfortable. It was. Right. But I had a good time. You know, I was there to support Sarah and her band. I enjoyed my crab cake and it was cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll shout out to the crabs. <laughs> I am well. Um, my throat's a little scratchy, so I got on my scarf. So if that's Let's what see. I hung out to, wear a scarf, y'all. <laughs> if your throat is scratchy. Um, my weekend was pretty sweet. Um, I'm still on my sober Samuel. Um, I hung out with one of my homegirls. Pretty on brand. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. <laughs> this episode was brought to you by. What are you drinking? A little vanilla. Jim Beam. And I am having some half and half iced tea and lemonade. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, it's really cool because I think in this space of sobriety, I'm also like mad clear on some shit, which is cool. Um, and I'm okay. being forced to like really face a lot of emotions. And I think one emotion that I'm really like having to deal with is my relationship with like shame and like really unpacking like where shame comes from in different areas of my life how i've experienced it like from day to day what has triggered it um and what i'm starting to like get to the bottom of is a lot of the times that i feel shame it really has nothing to do with me and so i found myself in this week just like challenging those feelings or the thoughts that came along with those feelings and i realized like i don't really got shit to be shamed about so yeah it was it's been a cool week it's been a really cool week okay so now what you want to talk about well, mashup. I wanted to ask you about the R. Kelly Gale interview mm-hmm. and just get your thoughts on a few things. First, did you get a chance to see it? I saw one clip where okay. he was just like, "Are you serious?" Because they were passing it around Twitter. The, I'm sorry, the I mean, people on Twitter were passing it around. Um, so that was I'm okay. fighting for my life. Yeah. Like that's that's all I saw, and I was just like, "Girl, bye." All the moments that were kind of sensationalized and. Mean then yeah like is this on and Gail I just heard Gail in the background it's on yeah <laughs> the, the camera is on <laughs> I just hope that all that stuff doesn't take away from you know you know the internet can be kind of destructive yeah and yeah. and I think we talked about this before so while we're memeing and we're doing all these things like people are traumatized mm. people are hurting and and people are looking for answers mm. um, so I think that's the most important thing and we should always keep that at the forefront yeah, yeah. 
So I only saw the 11 minutes that I feel like... You saw 11 minutes? Unless something has changed within the last two days, I feel like that's the only thing that they're allowing. Unless, you know, you mentioned earlier, unless folks, like, watch the whole thing live while it was happening, I can't find the full... CBS didn't let it out. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So I saw the 11 minutes, and he's sitting down and he's hollering he's flailing his arms he's really kind of having like a a temper tantrum yeah and i feel like he was crying out and asking people for sympathy and i'm like how sweaty no first of all when gail's asking him the Mm. question straight up you know did you do these things did you lie about these things? Mm-hmm. As he's saying no, he's shaking his head yes. Let me tell you, the truth will set you free, okay? Well, you can't hide <laughs> the truth. You cannot. <laughs> All right. And then Ayanti Ayala, I don't know. I know you're, you're still catching up. I feel like there was an episode where she told somebody about their body language. And she told them, even though your words may say one thing, your body says another. She says will tell the, the truth. Yeah. So she yeah. says this all the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Boom. Right there. Mm-hmm. He's shaking his head. Yeah, I did it. But he's saying no. So that was like really creepy and weird. And second of all, and most important of all, I just I believe these people who have stepped forward. I believe these women. Yeah. I just yeah. do. Mm-hmm. And that's just it for me. You know, like another thing that made me uncomfortable watching this interview, I felt like he was really aggressive. Mm. Um, and I think that in a few ways, I and, and I feel like, you know, he was aggressive and he didn't really let Gail get out her questions all the way. He would talk over her a lot. He got up. He was like throwing his hand in her mm. face at one point. He was, you know, shouting. But out of all of that, I feel like, you know, when, when someone's really lying and you're not buying in mm. to their lie, I feel like. That's the type of behavior someone could exhibit. Sure. And I'm sitting there watching that, and I'm just like, wow, this is really telling. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. He made a comment to Gail, how could someone 20 years later, if they were really sexually abused, how could someone... how, How could you take 20 years he's to idiot. come forward and, and tell the truth he's an idiot yo I'm <laughs> he's an actual idiot again you telling on yourself yeah he's a fool fool and he's letting the world know this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's an idiot and I only saw two minutes from that two minutes I right, saw right. I, um, I do agree and I believe that like he his body language was like extremely aggressive I would even say violent um I was just like where were the people to step in um when <laughs> all that was happening around Gail like where was Wasn't security she, like, but she was but keeping she was, it together she was though. really calm yeah cause she's not with the shits she's okay? not with the shits and she's I feel like she saw I'm sorry I don't want to cut you off but I feel mm-hmm. like she saw things for what it was but mm-hmm. go ahead go ahead yeah and um I was listening <clears throat> to uh Kid Fury and Crystal today and they were just like she actually told him like I don't believe anything you're saying 
I or mean, something along no, the she did. Yeah, okay. she was like straight up with him. Like, I don't believe what you're saying. Right. And I, in another time, she said it's hard to believe what you're saying, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially when it comes to you know all these women who have come forward. Yeah, yeah. And so I think his including reaction, his ex-wife, and that's why I say his reaction was quite violent because was that reaction before or after he did all of that? Was that was his rea- was his blow up kind of to the tail end of the interview? Oof. I want to say yeah, like maybe in the middle toward right. the end. So if it's a reaction to kind wrong, of what she's communicating, like I don't know, I just think it was really violent. Of course, nobody believes that he's well. She was. I do not, not believe right. that he is innocent. I believe he should be under the jail. I believe he should not have been accessible for the interview because he needs to be in somebody's jail house. Okay, unless you're doing an Agreed. interview from the cell block. Okay, and that's that's how I feel. I agree with you. Charlamagne actually asked that. That exact question on The Breakfast Club, um, I think yesterday I saw it on YouTube post. He was just like, why even interview this man? And, you know, for me, it was a little bit just the whole display. And it was such a long... I feel like for the people who are suffering, mm-hmm. that was a bit much. Yeah. I mean, for everybody, it was a bit much. Yeah. But I feel like why give this man a platform and for that long to add more damage mm-hmm. to what he's already done? Because I feel like if we sit in, I'm sorry, not we, but if anybody is sitting down, you know, a reporter or whomever is sitting down with R. Kelly, giving him the time of day, it's because you are willing to tell the truth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Interesting, like, didn't, I think he was, like, approached Ayala, but didn't, like, I think his people things fell through. Ayana. So, I Iyanla, wonder, excuse Ayala, me. yeah. <laughs> yes, his so people. I wonder what was different that he actually made it to sit down with Gail. I'm um, sure. Was it because Auntie Ayala wasn't here for the shits and she told him that when you come on my show, we're going to really dig into that shit Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. tell the truth? Because that's what she says all the time. Like, Mm -hmm. we're here to tell the truth. I don't care who you are. Yeah. Yeah. Could it have been that? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm just just speculating. You know what I mean? But there was like a... um, I wanted to ask you, so like around... So around the time when Mute R. Kelly came out, mm-hmm. there was like a TV special that came out that it was like this reporter that went to um, sit down with one of the families. I don't know if it was the family of Jocelyn Savage, who is now, um, you know, or not just now, but has always received a lot of attention when it comes to all this business surrounding R. Kelly because she is one of the, the the women who has, you know, been with R. Kelly for a really long time and her family has been trying to get in touch with her and just make sure that she is okay. And when I watched this special, I don't know if this was Jocelyn, but, you know, this reporter sat down with this family. They called, they couldn't get in touch directly with R. Kelly. So his manager, like, picked up the phone. And... I just want... It was just so... The reason why I didn't watch Mute R. Kelly was because whatever this special was... I can't remember what it was, but it came out around the same time. It was just enough for me. They called, and this guy was sitting there Mm -hmm. negotiating with the parents to, in order for them to see their daughter, Mm -hmm. that they couldn't talk about R. Kelly. If they were going to see their daughter, there were, like, all these other type of stipulations. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, again... And it's some of these videos 
I think, let me see, I think I have a clip. They're, they sound like they're coached mm. Mm. into saying, I'm okay, leave me alone, and I'm happy. Yeah. And maybe I don't, I, you know, maybe I don't need to play that right now. Uh, but just to close that point out, you know, I, I saw some of that stuff and I listened to it, and it's just really, um, it's dark for me. Like, it is. It's and a it's very dark scary, situation. and it's like yeah. I, I feel like terrible for these girls, these women, and I'm just, I, yeah. I think that just goes back to the point that, and you know that point was I guess reiterated on the surviving documentary. There are multiple people who need to be in the jailhouse. Clearly, there are no, there are multiple people because he's not be doing up. this by himself. Like I, I agree with that. I feel mm-hmm. like whoever's around him, whether it be this manager that picked up the phone that was negotiating with the parents to see their sure. daughter, whether it be the valet or whoever who's picking these girls up and bringing them to the house, mm-hmm. whether it be whomever it is, like people, you are all playing a role in enabling this man mm-hmm. to continue to trauma traumatize underage girls. And keeping them into bondage, and I mean, I don't know the ins and outs and the details about everything that's been going on, but I've heard enough to know that, like you said, this man needs to be in jail. Most importantly, so that way he cannot continue to harm people. Yeah, yeah. It's all this funny business in and out of jail, you know, getting bond through GoFundMe or who whoever that lady was in Chicago who paid for him to get out then they're, they're having to find ways to get him arrested again so I think they got him on child support or something he had to come back it's just like this is ridiculous it's odd that's mess it really is and my final thought on that is believe black victims always we said that three, four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and we'll continue to say that. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. let's switch it over, hopefully, to... Is it a more positive? I don't know. Could be. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> I don't know. So... Let's uh, test this on out. We will see. How see. It <laughs> so, last week, we had a conversation about apology, um... And, you know, I'm just going to wing it because I can't find my little bullet point thing. Here are my bullet points. Okay, so last week we talked about apologies and kind of like healing relationships, right? Um, And so this week I kind of wanted to talk about like the opposite of that, right? Um, And kind of frame it in kind of this forgiveness type of mold. We had conversations about forgiveness before. I'm not, I'm hoping not to like redo that I'm hoping to not redo that words um so kind of going back to my externship and like these seminars that I have um I had I attended a seminar on shame and so it's very interesting that shame is kind of the emotion that I've been dealing with over this past week um I've actually been dealing with it for a while but it's kind of been padded with substances so (laughs) um In this past se- or in this seminar that I attended a while ago, um, we talked about shame and we talked about kind of like how it impacts the individual and how the individual has kind of like three main responses whenever they feel shame. So some of those responses are you kind of like 
if you're experiencing shame in like an interpersonal relationship, you will either overcompensate to kind of reduce those levels of shame so like be super nice to whoever you know you feel like you offended right you'll either withdraw completely so like you'll just not talk to that person not interact for a long time until your levels of shame have gone down or you'll have like an angry outburst which i think totally applies to this r kelly thing because who knows if he was experiencing shame in that moment which is why he like completely blew up yeah right because it can come out in like that really aggressive manner and i thought it was so interesting because you know throughout this show we're getting to we're like in our 80s as far as episodes go right um I've talked a lot about just, like, different interactions that I've had, some good, some bad. But I think there's always been shame present in some of those interactions, whether it be from me, whether it be from, like, the individuals that I interacted with. And so I couldn't help but, like, frame myself in that seminar when I was thinking about shame. Um, In the last episode, I talked about this homegirl who, you know, I kind of laid the foundation for that conversation with me and my mom. Well, we had a conversation about this as well, and I really appreciate her presence, you know, at that externship. We talked about shame in regards to, in relation to our interactions with others, our interactions with friends. And we talked about shame um, related to like relationships that have kind of fizzled out for us, right? And we were talking about the reasons why these relationships kind of did not go well. Um, and we realized that there were experiences of shame on like both sides. So for her, she talked about like this best friend that she had, <clears throat> grew up with this girl. Um, she shared so many intimate moments with this girl, but she realized this girl did was not like a kind of reciprocal friend, right? And so when she tried to um, give different chances, tried to talk about, you know, how she had needs in the friendship that weren't being met, the girl kind of separated herself, right? A response to shame. Mm. And so in the seminar and what we were talking about is that a way to deal with shame, whether it be with our whether it be with the other person is to really come from like an empathic stance to have empathy which doesn't mean to experience what the person experienced because we can't have their yeah we we were talking about something yeah you used it last time Mm -hmm. was that during the apology conversation oh it was was. so it all ties okay okay but empathy is not like i now know your experience because we don't we don't live in the person's brain we don't but it's being open to understanding what they may be going through right and so with some of the relationships that have fizzled out for me i have tried to have an empathic stance and i tried to think like okay where did like what could that person have been going through to kind of elicit maybe some negative reactions that they had towards me right or what was i going or you know i can easily look at where i was coming from but where was that person coming from right And so I had made the statement to her that when we start to live in empathy and we start to come from an empathic stance, that kind of leaves room for us to forgive, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, oh, this is so beautiful. Yeah, we may have shame, but because we have empathy, there's so much forgiveness that comes about. And she was just like, no. And I was just like, what do you mean, girl? And she was just like, no, I don't forgive, right? I can have empathy for you. I can understand where you come from. But when it comes to this person, I do not forgive their behavior. What I actually feel is that I would like their, I would like the, their, their behavior to have some sort of consequence, 
right? I would like them to eventually learn that their behavior is not okay and does not um, contribute to building a proper relationship. And I was just like, cue the mind blown emoji, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because for me, that was super powerful. Mm -hmm. I think so often we get into this vein of like, let me figure out a way to forgive. Let me figure out a way to like mend this relationship. But sometimes, like similar to what Iyanla says, similar to what my homegirl says, similar to life, sometimes there's no room for forgiveness. Sometimes the best remedy of this situation is you feeling the consequences of mm-hmm. your ineffective behavior or your unhelpful Sometimes. Behavior. Sometimes. Absolutely. I now, agree. when it comes to just like the no, I don't forgive, I, I don't know how I feel about that because I do believe um, yeah, I'm a little... in forgiveness. Um, but I'll follow up. Sometimes we need it for our damn self. Yeah, but I'll follow up with that reaction later. I wanted to hear from you first off, though, like where you are right now, what is your stance on forgiveness? What are your reactions to kind of that conversation that me and Homegirl had? I mean, I feel like sometimes. We, I guess I'm thinking about those moments where we have to forgive folks for ourselves because I do feel like, um, I guess I, I guess it depends on the scenario. Like if someone mm-hmm. does something like wrong against you, uh, you know, it's it's like that, you know, you're holding, you're letting that person have like power or dominance over you mm-hmm. by not forgiving them for what they've done Mm -hmm. so like i understand that perspective so i'm trying to like think of like your friend's perspective in that type of context yeah um and i mean i i agree that there are some times where forgiveness may not be applicable Mm -hmm. and we said that last week so i absolutely agree with that yeah there are some times when people are just like not trying to hear it right i i think it's just that we got to be careful sure it can be sure. a slippery slope sure maybe that's what i'm <laughs> that's a good that's a good I, way to express like what i'm trying to say here like we have to be we have to be careful about those times where we turn it on mm-hmm. the apology or the forgiveness mm-hmm. acceptability and we turn it off yeah because we don't want to turn it off and then it backfires against you and now we end up hurting ourselves Mm -hmm. because we made a miscalculation because that happens sometimes too and I've talked about absolutes before on this show like where we think we know everything there is to know but we don't know what we don't know Mm -hmm. so I think that keeping that we don't know what we don't know in mind you know we just have to you know you know be be careful I was thinking about what she said and I'm even taking in what you said now and the one thing that comes up for me is I don't, I don't know if it's a conversation of forgiveness per se, but it's also like boundaries, right? So when I think of where I feel, of how I feel about forgiveness, I think I'll always be open to forgive, right? And when I say forgiveness, I mean, what I view forgiveness it as is like me not being caught up in the wrong that was done to me. Right. So much so that I'm constantly thinking about the person who did the wrong. Right. So it's such a selfish thing to me. I think it really is just freeing myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where I'm on board with my homegirl is I feel like what she was trying to say when she said I don't forgive is like we're not going to be best friends. And I think that's where the boundaries come in. Right. So, yes, I'm always open to forgive. I, I, you know, I gave her an example of an interpersonal conflict. Right. And I was just like. 
I forgive, right? But what I was struggling with was like, do I continue the relationship? And I think that's where the no comes in. Yeah. And and I think when it's those critical, very important mm-hmm. decisions, because mm-hmm. some decisions won't be groundbreaking. Some decisions that we make not to forgive won't end a five, a 10, a 20, <coughs> a 20 year relationship. Mm-hmm. You, you understand what I'm saying? So I think that when we do make those decisions, um, that we're intentional mm-hmm. and that we're really um, in touch with <laughs> ourselves um, and that we are, you know, confident about making that decision. Yeah, there definitely has to be intention. And I think the reason why for some of the relationships where I feel like I can forgive, but there is no, I desire no relationship afterward. I think it's because, and I always, I feel like for months I've been kind of telling myself this. There are so many people in my life who, even if we have disagreements, it doesn't turn violent. Right? And I don't mean physical violence. Violence can, as we talked about R. Kelly, it can come in various forms. Mm -hmm. Verbally, body language, whatever. If I feel like I have been exposed to violence in any way, shape, or form, there there's a shift that occurs. And I think it got even cemented today, right? So I was riding down listening to Oprah's Masterclass. Mm -hmm. A new episode just got released. And it was with Maya Angelou. And she was she had referenced the song God put a rainbow in the clouds God put a rainbow in the clouds and then she described people in her life who were rainbows in her clouds right and she said these were people who were kind to me who nurtured me who always made me feel motivated who made me feel good yeah despite mm-hmm any disagreements they have had, right? She said, I carried these people along throughout life. These were my rainbows in my cloud, right? She didn't say, these were people who we engaged in violence with each other and I still kept them along because I felt like I had obligation to them. She did not say, these were people who our relationships are mad awkward, but... Yeah, you know, and, and I I still kept you around in the name of quote unquote right. forgiveness or in the name of wanting to met. No, yeah, especially right. when that shit is toxic, you gotta let it go. Mm-hmm. I think that. Um, so I remember watching um, Trigger Warning, Killer Mike, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember at some point he talked about um, the potential to. Um, come into contact with folks mm-hmm. who may just be having a bad day. Sure. I think that it's important that we differentiate between folks who are maybe just be having a bad day mm-hmm. and folks who are clearly being violent or making you feel uncomfortable. Sure. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think um, in this culture of canceling, folks which is really prevalent right now especially in social media we just have to be you know just again i mean i already said it i just think we have to be careful that's we do we do you know i feel like now we're playing quote wars right because i have a quote for that too i think yeah some people do have bad days right i think we have bad days right i have bad days all the time shit i could be having a bad day right now right i think in spite of our bad days or we can have bad days and we can still be responsible with the way that we approach others. That's true, too. And I think that's with maturity. Mm-hmm. Um, maturity in a way, not an age. Sure. I'm, I'm talking sure. about like an intellectual, a character. A character. Mm-hmm. 
experience Anchor. like because that's kind of like my point when I brought up the whole when I got the smile or the um the award from work and folks were like you know he's always happy and you know it's no I'm not always happy right. actually no everything's not always okay mm-hmm. but to your point it's me making a decision and 90 85% of the time I'm probably I'm just I would say I'm successful mm-hmm. at pushing through that and not let that impact my my interactions with the people around me me taking things out and cussing folk out and cutting people off in traffic and getting nasty with the bus driver and not cooperating with folks at work like just pure misery that i'm it's like a bag that i'm dragging around right and on to continue that though if the individual does not choose right to not just let all of that unleash into the world, right? Let's say they do. And it's just violence, anger, you know, bad behavior, quote-unquote bad behavior, right? Targeted towards you, targeted towards me. Iyanla has an amazing quote, right? We are not in control or we cannot tell people how to love us or how to treat us, right? But we can choose to participate or we can choose whether or not to participate in the way that they love. Facts. And this is where I am beginning to be like very clear on, and it has really just shaped my movements, right? So, yes, there are many ways that I would like person A, person B, person C, person D to love me currently, to have loved me, to, you know, whatever, platonic or romantic, right? But if you see how a person acts, whether it be a bad day, whether it be their character, right? It is then my responsibility to decide whether or not I want to choose to engage in that type of lifestyle, right? And it's been so freeing for me because I can clearly say, anything you did to me, I completely forgive. Oh, they're just about to. No, no, we see each other. No. Oh, anything you did to me. Oh, until you do right by me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm. No. I thought that's where you were going with it. I can forgive you for any interaction that has maybe not been the most pleasant, right? But, or no, not even but, because it negates everything in the past. And I am making the choice to disengage from this because I see it's unhealthy, especially when we deal with words, right? If there is a verbal argument that happened and, you know, it was, it seemed very like verbally violent, I think we all say words have power, right? Some people say words are magic. The Bible talks about in the beginning there was the word and the word was God and all that, all that stuff, right? Mm. We as humans position words to be these powerful things. So if, a person has used words to be violent towards me, right? Mm-hmm. I can forgive it, but and moving forward, no, I'm going to be cautious in how we interact because I realize you are irresponsible with such powerful tools. Can people relinquish? Can people or can people like change? Is there room for? Because sometimes people... I mean, do you believe people can change? I do believe people can change. I do. And my prayer sometimes, most times, is for people to change, right? Mm. Unfortunately, that change will be without me. Because in that change, there is still potential for another experience of violence. Mm -hmm. And once we've had that, it's done. Mm -hmm. Because again, I also have these other people in my life 
who have not been violent mm-hmm. and who have shown me that even when you are at your peak and you want to be violent, there is something you value in our relationship that keeps you from getting there. So if other people can do it and I can hold that standard for them, what makes this this other person, these other people do well, we know. People be, yeah, this ain't right. Right? And you can mask it. <laughs> no, you can mask it with, you know, with anything, right? You can say there are multiple reasons for that violence to occur. But again, there's no excuse. Because what are excuses? Okay. And that's that was basically the kind. I really don't even have a final um, thought. But, like, we talked about mending relationships. I also wanted to talk about what about just leaving the relationship as is. And what are factors that could impact that? So, yeah. Cool. Um, you want to take a quick break? Let's. All right. Hold on, guys. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. Hey, guys. So we're back. We are back. It is that time. Yes. The time for the hung up, the hanging up. Yes. Who's going first? <laughs> I mean, I How are you feeling tonight? All right, go ahead. I mean, um, so I am hung up on Jordan Woods. So, you know, queen recognized queen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just think they gave the girl too much. And I don't care if she kissed Tristan, if she sucked Tristan, if she slept with Tristan. Why? Because that's community dick. He's there to serve the community. <laughs> My man is your man is her, your man. Her, her man, man too. His man. Our, our man. man. Okay. My man. And he Caribbean. <laughs> you might be my man. Okay. <laughs> now listen. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know much about that situation. What, what? Did it all go down here in Philly? Wait, what? Weren't they like? No, they were in L.A. I saw something in the Philadelphia magazine. I was reading it today. Oh, maybe they were doing coverage. I don't know. I don't have the magazine. But she was on the Red Table Talk, and all I have to say is, she's 21 years old. She was out till five. Two weeks ago, I was out till five. Okay? How old is she? 21. Okay. Yeah. Or 20, 21. She's a young girl. Okay? She was sitting on the ledge of a couch. How many of us have done it? Humpty Dumpty fell off a wall. She was a little too drunk. How many of us have been there? Right? A nigga kissed her while she was drunk, and she let it happen. Um, I wish. Okay? (laughs) So, whatever. And as for 35, strapped-in-year-old, handsome Chloe, you cannot blame this young girl for breaking up your marriage. Your man broke up the marriage for being community dick or by being community dick. And we should have an episode on community dick and the rules of engagement. All right. So you don't get caught up looking like Chloe. Are you bringing someone on to discuss? Or you? you oh my to... goodness. Could we invite a community dick on the show? What's a community dick? A man who is, is just here for the community. Uh, and he... Okay. Sure. We have to find him. I... Hey. Okay, what you got? I uh, this week I'm hung up on Solange. Oh, Solange! The goat knows. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, <laughs> the goat. I'm just really feeling the album. I love um, Stay Flow. Yeah. I love Dreams. My skin, my logo. Bends. Yeah. Sound of Rain. <laughs> yes. It's just all great. It makes me feel celebrated. It makes me feel black. It's vibey as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoy listening to it. My homeboy, he was here with me last night, and he was like, oh, yeah, I checked it out earlier. I was in my, in my kitchen listening to it on my phone. But we got in my car, and we went, and we got something to eat. And, you know, he was just like, 
I feel like in the car it's just better. Mm. And I feel like I agree with you. Yeah. Because you're surrounded yeah. by the sound. Yeah. So he, I made him a believer by the time we got back to West Philadelphia. Okay. <laughs> in the car it's not better for me because I like to interpretive dance while I listen to it. Okay, so you can't do that in the car. Okay, because you'll crash. <laughs> <laughs> you can take pauses and do it and at, just, the, at the light. <laughs> so I'm hung up on Solange but I'm also hung up on I wanted to say congrats to Roger Federer for gaining his 100th career title this past week yes tennis at the French Open you are the GOAT when it comes to tennis bull congratulations <laughs> I am hung up and I'm also hung up on Kali Uchis Kali Uchis Kali Uchis Kali Uchis she's American I think Colombian. I might have fucked that up. Okay. But she dope. Okay. And I'm feeling her music too. So I'm just, I'm hung up all the week. So just shout out to everybody. Yes. Amen. Amen. And that's the show. That is the show. Get out of here. This has been another episode of Be Hung Up Podcast. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-N. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Vinyls both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D and on Facebook at facebook.com slash hung up pod tonight we gave y'all two topics we did our kelly so we can skip next week and a part two <laughs> <laughs> okay and a part two to um last week's conversation so we would love to hear your feedback please send it to hung up pod at gmail.com yes 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 and keep the ratings and reviews coming thank you so much for them on apple Podcasts, google play soundcloud stitcher iheart radio anywhere you can find community dick Okay. <laughs> well, P. Ryan's gonna find it and invite. Shit, I might have found it. That's my them problem. onto the show <laughs> for this community dick conversation that he wants to have. Alrighty. So, Thanks, guys. <laughs> Peace Bye. out, y'all. Get out of me right now. See